Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor Live. I am your very excited host, Greg Sylvander, with me uh, on tonight's Five on the Floor Live edition, uh, post-game edition of Five on the Floor Live. We not only have... Uh, myself, but we have Tony Schwartz. You can follow him on Twitter at Tony Schwartz NBA. We have Brian Fonseca. You all know him. Brian Fonseca NY is where you can follow him on Twitter. And then for his maiden five on the floor voyage, we have Eternal, who you can follow on Twitter as well or come and watch the games on uh, playback with him as well. So we're happy to have everybody here. We are going to dive into the Miami Heat's impressive and series stranglehold like victory over the New York Knicks 109 101 in game four. Uh, so that's the floor plan. Y'all know the deal. We're going to unpack that game. We're going to get into everything that went right for Miami, what we need to look towards for game five. But really, we're going to get into game four mostly. But before we do, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reason Sports Network, in particular, of particularly of our post-game shows, and that is A-Aggressive Insurance. And uh, A-Aggressive Insurance has been um, servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients. They represent all the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No drivers refused. Free phone quotes too. Insurancebylynette.com. That's with two N's and two T's. Insurancebylynette.com or call 954-581-8800. 954-581-8800. 
800-888-8800. Again, that's A Aggressive Insurance. She's probably in the comments. Lynette, you'll find her there. She's a huge Heat fan. She'll take care of you. Again, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. She's on all the social platforms, but insurance by Lynette is the insurance by Lynette.com is the website. And A Aggressive Insurance 954-581-8800 is the number. So here we here we are. The Heat take a 3-1 series lead. They protect home court. So that means they went up to New York, and when they got that split, they did what they had to do. And they now um, have a commanding 3-1 lead, and it was led by a lot of different great performances. Jimmy Butler, we're going to get there. But I'm starting elsewhere because there was a lot of microscope on Mr. Bam Adebayo, folks. And Mr. Bam Adebayo came through with a huge game, and it started early. He was early. He was involved, aggressive early. Uh, Eternal, since it is your maiden voyage on the show, I would like to go to you first. Talk to me about what you saw from Bam Adebayo early in this game that that made you feel good like he was going to have one of those Bam nights because 23-13 and on 10-17 shooting – that's a good BAM game. So uh, uh, talk about BAM Autobio's performance tonight. Well, I think the main thing was we got, you know, a perfect first quarter from BAM on the offensive end. I mean, you know, he went four for four. You saw a lot of different things mixed in there. Um, and I just loved his energy. You know, a lot of people were questioning whether or not he was going to be able to come out with that same aggressive and assertive energy, um, you know, from the last game. And he did. You know, you saw him very active. On the defensive end, you saw him active on the boards, um, and you just felt his energy. And I think the main thing that people need to pay attention to, like Spo mentioned, is that you need to watch Bam's impact because his impact spreads all over the floor. And I think that the difference in this game is you felt his offensive impact in the first quarter. Absolutely. I think that uh, this was a game where um, you needed a big performance from him and he showed up in many areas. Defense was obviously one of them. They also switched up some adjustments here. And I like the fact that they keep New York on their toes on who's who's going to be guarding who. I thought that that's an interesting chess match that continues. And Jimmy Butler continues to be the catalyst, Tony. Like it's, it's a situation where, as long as Jamie is getting to his spots and he's playing like this, there's a, de- there's a degree of New York that just looks like they know that they can't hang. And um, was there anything you saw Jamie get to tonight that was different than things he's gotten in, uh, gotten to recently? I think that, um, you know, it was basically one of those nights where uh, it was vintage Jimmy, but uh, I'm interested if you saw something that maybe um, – could carry into game five and how they defended him differently that he basically didn't have trouble with. Um, and just kind of unpacking what we saw from Jimmy Butler. Cause we are, we're supposed to believe that he hasn't hobbled. We has a high, high <laughs> ankle. So um, considering that, what did you see from Jimmy? Yeah. I mean, he's got to be in pain, right? All the, all the swelling from the, the high temperatures in Miami uh, just causing a bunch of inflammation. I look, he's physically stronger than them. I haven't seen anything different that tells me anything else. He's stronger than uh, Brunson. He's, he's stronger than all the guys, Mitchell Robinson. He puts him in, in, in a spin cycle a lot. He's just getting any shot that he wants on the floor. And, and tonight I got to be honest. I thought he could have attacked the rim more. Uh, I wanted Jimmy to really come out and put his foot on that Knicks team's throat. Um, 
but they respected Mitchell Robinson, his shot blocking ability today. Mitch put in 33 minutes, which is more minutes than, you know, he's seen for the last two games. Uh, he stayed out of foul trouble and they respected his shot blocking and took what the defense was giving them, which I think put them in a position that, you know, they didn't want to be in towards the end of that matchup. But outside of that, it still wasn't even a close game. We talked about on the last episode, you know, if Miami doesn't come out and shoot the ball, what kind of position will they be in? Well, they, Miami came out and shot 33% from three and then came out and shot 43% from the mid range and 66% at the rim. None of those numbers are good. They all put you in the bottom 50th percentile of, uh, you know, shooting averages in the league. You still got me? This now we gr- do. This is tremendous. You this go out, you force. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to recover just like Jimmy Butler <laughs> yeah. did in that fourth quarter. Right. You go out, you force that other team to turn the ball over. You get points off of those possessions and then you out rebound them on the glass and the effort from Bam out of Iowa today on the offensive glass. Shout out Kevin Love, by the way, who's also contributing uh, in really good minutes for us and, and putting up another five rebounds tonight. Um, Max Struess with six rebounds tonight. Super important rebounds. Cody Martin, uh, Caleb Martin with five rebounds tonight. So look, man, everyone contributed. It wasn't just Jimmy Butler, but he's so physically dominant. There's nothing they can do with him. And I immediately, when I saw the Bam Adebayo rebound prop, it was at uh, eight, I think, on prize picks. I went over because of all the missed shots. And Smart the three-point shots continued to miss, and that play went over as he had 13 boards. Um, Max Struess played really, really well. Uh, we're going to talk about him here in a minute. But I, I'm coming to Brian, um, unless he wants to talk Max Struess. Um, no. I, th- that, okay, good. Because I want to waste them up. I look. We got four people here. I'm only going to talk like twice. So yeah, give me no, something, I feel give me you something know, good, Greg. Th- th- this is where I want to go with you. Is that tonight? It felt kind of like Miami beat New York at their own game. And what I mean by that is when you look at the turnover battle, they forced turnovers on, on New York, and that's New York's bread and bo- butter in terms of how they get into offense because they're not a great half-court offensive team at times. And I also think that um, with Miami not shooting well, like that's the recipe for New York to try to get a victory. The fact that Miami out-rebounded New York, that's the thing that New York feels like they should have the advantage at. So like when I look at all those things, they translate to me as in, Miami kind of beat them at their own game. What was your do? Is that how you take away that, or um, are there things that I'm missing in terms of uh, elements that New York still was able to execute? Because it was close, you know what I'm saying. But it felt like it was closer than it needed to be. And uh, I'm interested just because I think that this was one of those in the mud games that both teams wanted to be in the mud, and Miami ended up, um, you know, beating New York at their own game there. The Knicks, we said this on playback, they were going to have their best punch in the third quarter coming out of halftime. They did. They were shooting 80%, above 80% at one point, and the Heat were able to withstand that. At one point, I believe this was the start of the fourth quarter, you had a Brunson, Randall, Barrett lineup against a Kyle Lowry-led five from the Heat it quickly became Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler after that because, you know, there was the flagrant foul on Caleb um, and you were able to just sort of use that milking of time to bring in Bam and Jimmy a little bit earlier, right? Um, Eric Spolster, who we haven't spoken enough of, has had a tremendous series. And the biggest advantage, because we were laying out all the advantages, disadvantages before the series, 
And what I was told was that the more talented team, um, you know, has Julius Randle and RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel Quickly, who should have been sixth man of the year, not. And, um, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein, allegedly the best backup big. Uh, Josh Hart, the Jimmy Butler stopper. And all of those things have been thrown out the window because as we were talking about leading up to this series was that the Heat have the best two two-way players in this series. Best two two-way players in the series with Jimmy and Bam, obviously. The Heat also have the far better coach. And Tom Thibodeau, to me, he's a good coach. But Eric Spolster is the elite of the elite, right? And he's been just pushing all the right notes. This could have been a sweep, lest we forget. Because in game two, in game two, they had that game until they didn't. And Scott Foster was there. And Eric Spolster, I thought, was masterful in that game. It was the three and Z that nearly won it for them. And then today, just the adjustments made and bringing people in at the right time, hitting all the right notes on the rotations, I felt like. The de- and, and, and as Arlene says here, yes, the bench has been very, very good. And that's maybe the main thing that's surprising me a little bit um, as we get a super chat in here, actually. The main thing that surprised me a little bit is that the bench, because the Knicks had a better bench during the regular season than the Heat team. This Heat team, though, with Kyle Lowry coming off the bench, changes their playoff just sort of outlook. That's so true. And we're going to read this uh, super chat from Julian real quick. Thank you for the four ninety nine dollars donation. Um, I'll say dono. Um, Bam ate his Wheaties uh, back-to-back now. Jimmy can play passive with him on. Curious on who y'all prefer, Philly or Boston. I'll go on record as saying I prefer Philadelphia. Um, Philly. But bring on whoever and whatever. I'll, t- um, I'll tell you what. Neither of those teams or their fan bases – want to see this Miami Heat team especially if they actually close us out in five and get a little bit of an extended rest but Philly would probably be the preferred matchup by this group to answer your question for sure um and so I think that there's a lot of things to take away from this and I was interested to see that uh, Tibbs went with the mo- the reactionary move to remove Josh Hart from the starting lineup and start Quentin Grimes. I don't know that that's something that they're going to continue with. I think that probably Josh Hart is the better starter. Um, and you saw that the defense absolutely got leaky. And um, do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, George, and their team are prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in any other contractors to handle the entire project start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 9 Nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Again, that's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website wcufl.com. They have over seventy five five star reviews on Google. Google reviews don't lie. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So the next place I want to go is, what can New York do different? Like, New York is kind of throwing the kitchen sink at this matchup. Pray harder. Pray harder. That's your answer. Pray Um, harder. Honestly, honestly, I don't know. It's like they were hitting – Greg, they were hitting 40% from three in the first half. That's what I mean. The the Heat were hitting 44% from three in that same first half. Like, to your point, do they have a lot of answers? I don't think so. Unless, like, you know, if if Julius Randle goes nuclear – how much does that actually help them? Because if he does that, he's taking a lot of his teammates out of the game, and presumably it's in a way where is, is Jalen Brunson also being that effective? Is R.J. Barrett also being that effective, right? The thing that the Heat still have in their back pocket is Jimmy Butler hasn't really gone nuclear yet. There was actually a comment that I wanted to highlight there. with was AFB Adriano. If we could find that, Jimmy is bound for a breakup game. Hope JB explodes in game five to close out the series. I thought he was going to explode today, and that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 game one he was good and then he got hurt, and then game two he didn't play and in game three he was out because they were up by so much they brought him back in he had like four points in three minutes and sat back down. We still haven't gotten like the crazy Jimmy Butler game yet. At what better place than Madison Square Garden? Eternal. Yeah. What has impressed you most about this team through four games against New York, a team that many people said is equal to Miami or better than talent-wise, match up well, had home court, blah, 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 blah. How do you feel after four games? Um, sum it up in um, a minute or less. I'd like to – you know, I, the, the fans and the listeners have not had the chance to really uh, hear you much if they haven't came on playback yet. You're going to hear more of Eternal as we go. So um, tell us how you feel through four games as a Heat fan. Well, you know, we talked about this on playback um, coming out of the Buck series going into the Knicks series. And a lot of that we talked about um, also in the chat. I just didn't believe that – New York had the mental fortitude to stand toe-to-toe with Miami. Like, we know what it is with Spo and Bibbs and just the environment that Miami is as an organization, that New York Knicks is as an organization. And I just didn't feel like it was a one-on-one matchup. I felt like Miami had the lead, 
um, in that category, you know, coming down from, you know, Pat, Spo, from Jimmy, Udonis, and I just didn't feel like uh, the Knicks had that type of edge to withstand the storm. Like, you can look at this game right here. The Knicks threw everything at Miami. They were making shots. Yeah, for one point, they were getting rebounds. They were getting out in transition. Um, they were playing great transition defense. They were keeping it in the mud in Miami the entire time. Just kept giving them jabs, kept getting them jabs. And they withstood the punches. And, you know, they withstood the whole game. You know, I think um, if you go back and look at it, that New York probably gained the lead, I think, four or five times throughout the entire game. And then Miami came back and got the lead. So, I mean, this was this was the game to me that felt like that put New York in the dirt. Because if you would have got a, a blowout, it'd be a different story. You got their best. They were throwing punches the entire game. And I have to tip my hat to the Knicks. You have to tip your hat to them. But it wasn't enough. And I think that is going to be something that they look back on and be like, we just want the better team. They're, yeah. they're also not going to go away quietly. I think that's something we should mention. Like, there's still a game five. I'm going to be there covering on behalf yes. of on behalf of the network. I heard I may not be alone also, but TBD on that. Um, so I'm going to be there at the potential funeral, but the Knicks aren't going to go away quietly. Their fans are going to be out there. I don't think they're going to be partying on 7th Avenue if they win that game, but I still think that if you're the Heat, all incentive to win that game, get rested and, you know, be healed up for – what could be your third conference finals in four years, which I don't know who had them doing that after signing Jimmy Butler, but they're on the verge of doing that. Right. And one more thing, um, like for anybody being nervous, don't have the guts out there. They went into the best player, the best team's house and closed them out in five. This is what Miami wants. If you remember what Jimmy was saying after that game, during that game in that game winning shot, be prepared for a show on Wednesday. Oh, yes. Uh, shout out to Adrian. Second BAM game in a row. Greg, uh, Greg BAM is coming along. Uh, Adrian is a longtime friend and listener of the program, so shouting him out. Shout out to my homie Raul in the chat, too. But let's get to this uh, super chat from Heat Vols, who was with us on uh, <laughs> Playback. Thank you for the four ninety nine. The Knicks historical win-loss record is sub-500 all-time loser franchise mecca of basketball. We won more in, 50, in 35 years than they have in 80 years. This is true. As the New and Yorker I'm glad in the that room. you're saying that and you allowed me to read it so that now not only will the viewers tonight, but the listeners when this goes on the podcast feed yeah. will get that nugget of information as well. Um, the place that I kind of want to go here is uh, related to the fact that Bam had a game tonight. And I want to acknowledge the fact that there had been a lot of pressure on him lately to step up and he had a good game in game three. Not necessarily a huge scoring night, but tonight he came through. Um, he is his fantasy score on prize picks was thirty three point five. He came uh, at forty point eight, so he went over that projection, which I got. Uh, and while I'm here, let's talk about prize picks. They are daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is change is choose your favorite sports, your favorite players. You can mix and match sports. You do up to six picks on one ticket. Uh, you 
basically choose all your favorite players, favorite sports, favorite stats, and um, it's daily fantasy made easy. You use the code five to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That means when you sign up, you have to deposit. And when you deposit, they will match you up to $100. So if you want to deposit 20 bucks, you'll have 40 bucks to play with because they'll get a match on it. So use the code five, play prize picks. You can do it on desktop or download the app, prizepicks.com. It is super fun. We're playing it all the time. I am on pace right now because Quentin Grimes had two steals and he needed to go over one and a half steals. I got Bam and Jimmy over their fantasy score, which they both hit. If LeBron and Curry have less than seven and a half three-pointers made, if Draymond's fantasy score goes over 30 and a half and Klay Thompson has more than one and a half turnovers, I will hit six for six on a play. So anyway, um, there is money to be made there, I guess, is the moral to that story. Uh, where do y'all want to go next on this matchup? Because this is getting weird for Knicks fans. So I, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go to Brian here because you have the pulse in New York. Because um, you be out in the streets. You don't be down in Miami. You be out in the streets, <laughs> right, like Jada said. Um uh, oh, what, what did Randall say? <laughs> yeah, outside. Yeah, I know that was funny. Um, you outside? Do you think that the Knicks are the type of team that the fan base uh, and that team has shown? How they bounce back this season? One, if you have any um, insight into that, I'm interested to pick your brain there. And also, I know you said earlier they're not going to go out without a fight, but what does Miami have to do early in the next game to make them go down without a fight? Keep the crowd quiet. Um, this is really the big thing, right? I, I don't think, but I also don't think this is a, a Heat team that's going to be overwhelmed if the Knicks get, if the Knicks fans get a little too loud. We all watched game one together and we saw how that played out, right? Um, that arena is going to be loud and buzzing because they're, I mean, I think in their hearts, they know that they're probably not going to win the series, but they're going to talk themselves into extending it because I know Knicks fans, this is what they do, right? Like, and, and somebody mentioned their history earlier. Um, I already shitted on their history on a recent five on the floor. I'm not going to do it here, but ultimately they're going to talk themselves into it. The crowd is going to be right there with them. They're going to be buttering up RJ Barrett as they've been doing in the playoffs and get very eager once he touches the ball and, and does something. But to, um, to highlight Bam real quick, cause you also wanted to go in that direction. Please. He, <clears throat> it's not just today. He's having a good series minus the second game, right? Game two, you wanted more from him. Game one, he gave you what you needed. Game three, he put together four good quarters. And today he was he put together like four really good quarters. Like he was great. And he's had legitimately a good series. You could argue this is his best playoff series since the 2020 Eastern Conference Finals, where he was the MVP of that series and would have won that whatever that trophy was um, if they had it back then. And then the conversation around about Bam in the playoffs would have been a lot different. The narrative would have been a lot different, but I digress. But he's doing what you need in a lot of ways. Um, yes, there are some things that you can nitpick at, but he's also doing things that don't show up on the stat sheet, the box outs and keeping keeping Mitchell Robinson from really being a factor this series. Mitchell Robinson was like, he was terrorizing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I was saying, Greg, like we were saying this before the series, that Mitchell Robinson, what he took advantage of with the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
is Evan Mobley is young and raw and, and he's not really developed into his body yet. And Jared Allen is, as Bomani Jones would say, tall man, not big man. They have two guys that play tall, not necessarily big. And Mitchell Robinson was able to have his way, outmuscle them, and really get after it. And Bam is not allowing that shit to happen in this series. He's not, right? So it's just, he's just been so good. And it's not even just the defense and being in the right spots to offense. It's also activating some of these shooters and really finishing at the rim as he was doing today. Finding those openings in the defense, those cracks in the defense to get shots at the rim, hitting the occasional mid-range jumper. Like, he's really in some regard doing it all. And this is without Tyler Hero even being in the mix at all. Because that's the other point of this, right? Yeah. It's like, this. like I tweeted out, the alleged more talented team is losing to an eight seed without their third best player, who's really one of their only shot creators. Yeah. And... Shout out to Matt Struess for filling that void. And it's been a different guy every night. And Caleb continues to step up. Um, I will say that, uh, and I shout out to the dude who uh, said, congrats Miami from the Philippines that's watching. Uh, Luis, that's uh, super dope that you're here with us. Uh, Julian has a um, quick uh uh, super chat New York big three scored almost 80 combined and still lose. Let's close it out in the garden. How bad we want Lakers heat reunion. I'll just say that. Yeah, man. Like the, those three only scored 44 in the last game. Now they scored that. So eternal. Do you want Lakers heat? Oh my God. I just see it slow down. And you <laughs> um, I, I want Miami to close this out in five and then whoever comes in the ECL. I want them to beat them. But if you ask me if, if if this is a redemption run, then I want the Celtics and I want the Lakers and I want the story and the legend of Jimmy Butler that just continue to be outstanding and blow us away. That sounds like a lot of fun. Brian, do you agree? I think that'd be the most fun uh, series to sort of wrap your head around and if the NBA has it their way and the Heat actually do get to the finals, they'll want it to be against the Lakers because there's a lot you can do there narrative-wise with LeBron and Jimmy Butler. And is this a quote-unquote passing of the torch in some regard? Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna talk to like a playoff passing of the torch, not like a full you know LeBron to KD type of situation, right? But you get what I'm saying. And obviously the stuff that you can you can sort of like there's gonna be a big change in the narrative in terms of if that happens in terms of uh, the bubble and that's already happening, which I'm glad there is because I was one of the first people saying, listen, the you bubble is actually one of the hardest championships to win. Cause ain't no, home, ain't no home court advantage. Um, you got to remember what we were going through and still are going through as a country in terms of uh, a lot of things that we could speak to. Right. We don't have time for that today. Um, but players having to deal with that weight on their shoulders, worrying about their families, um, and the Heat were able to navigate through all that and the Lakers and the Nuggets and the, the Celtics and stay there. And these are the four teams that we may end up with uh, a week or so from now in the final four. So, and somebody, Yaro, shout out to him. I think he wrote in from the Philippines earlier. So shout out to him and everybody watching in the Philippines because I have a feeling there are some people there uh, in support of Eric Spolster watching. Uh, he says, Michael Rappaport crying right now. 
And I would say that's lovely because Michael Rappaport, um, not all New Yorkers claim him is what I would say. So Yeah, yeah. and he comes on our show periodically when he's going to make the trip through Miami. Ethan always uh, has him on to guest uh, and talk Heat Knicks from back in the day. Um, But, yes, he's going to be definitely uh, not feeling great. So we may not have Brian in eternal back before game five. So I just want either of you to um, quickly, very quickly, game five, Heat or Knicks going to win eternal? Give me your uh, prediction. The Heat, Brian? I- I'm not going to not pick Miami. I'm also going to be there. So we'll see if I'm uh, That's true. good luck for They'll you guys you or covered. not. So maybe you're not allowed to give your prediction. So strike that from the Oh, record. no, no, no. Yeah, I could. It's a prediction. I'm not, I'm not saying who. I'm not root. I'm not saying, yeah. oh, this is who I'm rooting. No, it's a prediction. I would also like to see what the spread is. So I'm going to check that in a little bit. But I'll get uh, three and a half, I think it was the early one I saw. Heat and five for me as well. But we have pl- plenty to talk about in the off day in between. Thank you to Prize Picks. Thank you to Water Clean with Florida. Thank you to Aid Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylanette.com. We appreciate all of our sponsors and all of our viewers. We will have you covered for the rest of this series. The Miami Heat take a commanding 3-1 series lead. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Peace out, y'all. Let's go, Heat. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.